Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Girl, we are back, back, back. Been a week. Missed you. And very, very black. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I forgot to tell you off my, I might as well tell you now is I finally conquered my fear slash anxiety and did hot yoga. I've done it now twice. Congratulations. Oh my gosh. You were so nervous about it. I'm like, Ashley, just do it. Peer pressure. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) No, I was so nervous. Like I told you, the main thing was just like, hold on, it's hot in here, but how hot exactly does it get? Right. It was just, I don't know. It was just an anxiety about exercising in possibly extreme temperatures, but no, to your point, did it, made it through both times, um, pros, any form of exercise. I really enjoy yoga in particular I've always been Mm -hmm. a fan of you know what I mean just that movement and relaxation is nice seriously believe you get a deeper stretch in hot yoga I cannot say I felt that just yet but I will say that I felt quite accomplished once I was done because I'm like I did not sweat this hard for nothing (laughs) exactly exactly yeah but as a black woman again it's your fat cry You made, I made every part of my body cry when I left that yoga, those yoga classes. I was like, whoo, okay. But as a black woman, again, we talked about hair. That was my main thing, especially the first time I had those really, all those heavy, crazy box braids. So that was not fun. This is right now I have two French braids. So this was much easier to deal with doing a hot yoga class. Thank you. But it's breakouts for me, Delora. I don't know if this is going to be able to be my primary form because I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. some breakouts, but yeah. I'm glad I did I, it. Though. It's always the initial, though. It's like getting a facial, right? You, you just have to get your body that. has to get used to it, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. level of sweat, my body's like, no. And then my and you instructor, have to be sure to exfoliate too. So, so. I shower and, and clean my face immediately after mm-hmm. class, right? Mm-hmm. But my instructor this time also put one of the blocks in front of my face during one of the poses, and I was like, uh, I guess I'm gonna do this. In hindsight, if I had been thinking, I would have never done that because I'd never have bumps on my face and I have one bump right here. And it's just like, that's from that freaking block. Mm, I will never yeah. do that again. Sorry. Yeah. Yuck. Anyway, uh, we were gone for a week, guys. Hope you missed us. We missed you. We missed you so much. It was Dolores' birthday week, though. Dolores, what'd you get into? Whoop, whoop. Oh, my goodness. Major birthday. Yeah. It was wonderful. I spent it here um, with the Hubsters and baby girl. And uh, it was a perfect day because we went to the art museum Hmm. and we had uh, lunch there. And then we also went to a really nice steak dinner because I told Dave, I was like, I really want a good meal, you know? Yes. Yes. It's a must. I feel like that's a must on your birthday. Absolutely. Absolutely. We spent way too much money on food. (laughs) Um, Amara, her, (laughs) she got a steak herself 
and potatoes for dinner. Wow. Three-year-old. And mind you, I actually told um, Lauren, friend of the pod, this, uh, this week, actually, I was like, it was actually a birthday gift to have my three-year-old behave extremely well at a steak restaurant. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, happy birthday to me. I... She's a gem I'm, of a three-year-old. She's a gem of a three-year-old. <laughs> like I said, when I came to town, I feel like I was trying to impress her. I'm like, you don't seem very <laughs> impressed. So let me let me make sure I'm keeping you entertained. <laughs> and we all got a chance to hang out on Thursday with Eric and Kylea, other friends of the pod, our dear, dear friends moving to bigger and better things in California. So... Aww. Y'all enjoy. We're going to miss you so much, but we are so proud of you guys. Our our kids are the same age, literally. And mm. so to see them play, oh, I'm not going to say the last time, of course, but, you know, yeah. until the next time, it was very heartwarming and it was, it was a good week. It was a good birthday week, but you know me, I celebrate the month. So here we go. Let's Absolutely, go. sis. Absolutely. <laughs> As you should turn up the whole month of July. Okay. You only halfway through. You only halfway <laughs> through. <laughs> Very nice. Well, as I mentioned to you, I was also enjoying myself a little bit because I took a little vacation last week. Yes. Raleigh, North Carolina. It was my first time ever going to North Carolina. I went to go visit my cousin Brandy and had a really nice. good time. Um, Raleigh has a lot of trees, which I was not aware that North Carolina was so, uh, basically it seems like they just carved interstates in the middle of some forests, but I love trees. I I mean, it was beautiful landscape wise. mm -hmm. It was beautiful. I think, um, the, I could see myself living there is another reason why I enjoyed and wanted to go because I heard such great things about North Carolina um, in general. So I actually got to go to both Raleigh and Greensboro where my cousin used to live because she went to UNC, um, UNC Greensboro, I believe is the name of the school there. Um, so yeah, it was a great trip. Went to the beach, went to a couple parties, did a couple things. And yes, I saw those beach pics come through. Yeah, girl, trying to keep it together. Trying to keep it together. <laughs> So yes, had a very good time. So I'm glad we both got to live a little life last week. But again, we're back and we are here to talk to all of our lovely listeners. Yes, with a very juicy recap this Ooh, week. So juicy, honey. Um, let's do a quick uh, review that we have gotten that we have not read off yes. yet. Uh, via Apple Podcasts as usual. Guys, please give us a rating or review if you have a chance. And this one is from my Season, girl. Thank you. This is from my girl, Krizia. Shout out to Krizia. Uh, she's taking it back to Bridgerton, Delora. She says... <laughs> She gave us five stars and said, Ashley and Delora had me cracking up over the latest pop culture news and allowed me to relive my favorite series in their incredibly engaging and hilarious podcast. Hashtag fan. Thank you so much, girl. I appreciate it. Chrisia is actually the executive director of a nonprofit that I work with in local Central Florida, which um, the mission really is to provide free shopping experience to youth in need. So guys, please go out to fromoutsideand.org to learn more information and donate, donate, donate if you feel so inclined. Yes. Had to put that little plug out there. (laughs) Of course. Of course. All right. Uh, Yeah. 
from your lips to Jesus's ears. <laughs> we have several quick headlines today, so let's jump right in. Britney Spears update for this week, Delora. Britney Spears can now hire her own lawyer, and at last check already has high-powered attorney under her belt. So the latest news I saw today is that she feels blessed after having this legal victory of hiring a new attorney. She posted, you know, on her IG saying, listen, it's coming along, folks, it's coming along. She said, new with real representation today. I feel gratitude and blessed. Thank you to my fans who are supporting me. You have no idea what it means to me to be supported by such awesome fans. God bless you all. And it just seems like it's such a great victory coming on the heels of, again, everything we've talked about so far, everything we've learned. It seemed like there was a little bit of a defeat with not being able to remove her conservator, uh, that we that talked about a couple huge. weeks ago. Yes. But mm-hmm. again, this is now showing that the momentum is moving forward. Uh, she was able to hire attorney Matthew Rosengart as her legal counsel. And she really wants to get her father removed and is also considering charging him with conservatorship abuse. So Girl. Girl. Delora, as the, the saga of Free Britney continues, it seems like we're seeing some potential light here at the end of the tunnel. You know, Ashley, I'm so relieved because I'm telling you, when I gave the update two weeks ago on her request being denied, that was so heavy. Mm-hmm. And so to see this flicker of light, this little bit of hope, this means a lot. Oh, and I, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually, you know, very much engaged and looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next. Absolutely. And as always, guys, we will keep you posted as we follow this story. Our second quick headline, Delora, Joe Exotic. You remember Joe Exotic from the phenomenon that was Tiger King? (laughs) (laughs) Something that was literally meant probably to just have a little bit of viewership. Girl. was wildfire during the pandemic. It was (laughs) crazy. So I know it's probably Wayne from public consciousness, but he just got a court order of a shorter sentence, essentially. A a federal appeals court ruled Wednesday that he should get a shorter prison sentence for his role in a murder for hire plot and for violating federal wildlife laws. He was previously sentenced in January 2020 to 22 years. I believe the ruling is that the court should have treated his conviction separately. So now they're basically saying that he should have been sentenced to somewhere between 17 and a half years and just under 22 years. So we'll see if this is really a huge victory for him because Hmm. that amount of time doesn't seem like a substantial difference. But Essentially, he's going to get a resentencing. So we'll see how that goes for him overall, because he's been trying to fight to get released for quite a while. Absolutely. And he was very active in trying to get a pardon from the last administration. Yes, Yes, he was. And his fans were quite disappointed. Um, Our quick headline regarding the talk if our listeners recall, we discussed a talk during the Sharon Osbourne controversy that happened. That mess. Yeah. <laughs> and it has now been announced that Jerry O'Connell, the first man ever to hold a permanent place on the talk panel, is now going to be the permanent co-host. Now, I've seen him being a guest quite a few times since I've been watching, but I yes. think it's interesting that they're choosing a guy 
to be the replacement. Delora, what did you think about this? This announcement made me smile. I like Jerry. I know you don't rock with Wendy. And honestly, she's been a hot mess a lot lately. And I mean, she's always been, but it's just been very tactless. Wendy Williams, to be precise. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you, Ashley. He's filled in for her quite a bit. And I always enjoyed him. So to see him on a panel full of women, I think he's respectful enough mm-hmm. to not dominate, you know, the conversation like most men do, aka mansplaining. Mm. He is speak very that, much, speak that. <laughs> very much invested in all things pop culture from, uh, you know, highbrow to, you know, how Real Housewives. <laughs> yeah. So I know I think that's such a good point. I think that's what I've enjoyed about him when he's been on the show. He's very self-deprecating. He's very Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. into and available to do whatever it is. Whatever, whenever to talk about energy. Yeah. He's like attractive enough. So he's great to look at, right? (laughs) (laughs) But again, he's married to Rebecca Romaine. So you know, nice couple. I yeah. think he's a refreshing choice compared to Sharon. Definitely. I mean, compared to Sharon, it is definitely a departure, right? So <laughs> just wanted to give that update. And then our last quick headline, Delora, is regarding Samuel L. Jackson and Danny Glover. Both Samuel yes, L. Jackson. Sir? Yeah. <laughs> both Samuel L. Jackson and Danny Glover, along with two other um, ladies, Elaine May and Liv Ullman, will be presented with honorary Oscars. So this is for the 2022 award season, obviously, but Samuel L. Jackson will receive an honorary Oscar, whereas Danny Glover will be honored with the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award, Delora. Now, these are not going to be presented during the actual ceremony. They'll actually be presented earlier than that and untelevised, but Mm -hmm. it's still, I mean, it's still a huge accomplishment for both of these men who have had such stellar careers. Now, I know I can talk trash about the Oscars and I feel some type Mm -hmm. of way, but I Mm -hmm. think there's still a respect due to the careers of certain people that I want to see them get those flowers. So that was my thoughts. Did you have any thoughts about this? Major key. Okay. Major key. Like DJ Khaled likes to say, like, this is so amazing. This made me very, very happy. I also find it interesting because, you know, Samuel L. Jackson has always been compared to Denzel Washington. And as we all know, Denzel has been nominated multiple times and has won two Oscars. And one of the things that I love, love, love about Samuel L., besides his use of mf is the fact that he's going to get that check. And yes, he is. He he's once said, you know, why don't you choose projects that will get you, you know, an Oscar? And he's just like, I'm not down for the popularity contest. Hmm. And I remember reading that years ago, not fully understanding, like, oh, my God, you know, this is before social media and before the unveiling, right, of everything. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, it is absolutely a popularity contest. For sure. In addition to actual talent, which he does have. But, you know, he's going to work. He's going to work. He's going to do everything from Django Unchained to Snakes on a Mother Effing Plane. You know what I mean? Which I still never watched Django and I don't think I ever will. I I think I'm going to be very, very, very upset if I ever watch it. It is what they would refer to as a temple performance. 
by Samuel L. Jackson. I like, mean, I've, one, I've heard one of the most I've, notable performances. I've heard. I, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. Okay. But no, okay. to your point, it's funny though you say that about him and Denzel because I never have compared the two, but I I do agree that Denzel, they're peers. They're peers. I, and same I, age. I they, totally you know. get it. It's just like. I don't know. Samuel Jackson is a working actor in my mind. Like Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. is always on somebody's set mm-hmm. because Samuel Jackson once said, people were like, why are you always work, uh, like on a set? He was like, cause I work like, this is what I do for a living. You know, so exactly. many actors take breaks. They have long breaks between projects. He's like, this is what I do for a living. So this is what I do. I go to work. Right. Whereas someone like Denzel probably doesn't work that often because he's probably, you know, shift, uh, sifting through his projects. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with either strategy, but yeah. But Samuel Jackson is like, has the highest box office rating of any actor in history at this point. Period, poo. Yeah. Period, poo. If you don't expect to see Samuel Jackson pop up in a movie, you're wrong. Like, that's how I be feeling. I be like, I I agree you in this, sir. It still blows my mind that he was actually in Star Wars. Like, I just... He's like in all, all things. the things. He is in all the things. Jurassic Park. My favorite, my favorite WTF. Uh, what's Samuel L. Jackson doing in this movie was Deep Blue Sea. This came out back in the day. First of all, they didn't have to 2000s. do him like that. They did not have to do my dude like that. They did not. But I was like, he in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> They have my dude get ate by that shark so severely. Like it came up out the water for Samuel Jackson. That was that movie was ridiculous. It was comedy. It was it was hilarity at its best. I can only think of El Cool J deepest bluest. My head is like a shark spin. Like (laughs) (laughs) I can only think of spoiler alert. This movie's like over 20 years old. Black man, first black man to survive a horror film. Seriously. You know, I mean, he was he had he had a severed limb, but he made it. <laughs> he made Breath it. Breath in his lungs, okay? <laughs> Full consciousness. I exactly. think that is a W for don't, sure. Don't be putting him in anaconda or nothing like that. But yeah, we made it through the sharks. <laughs> we'll be trying to get in that water anyway. <laughs> because apparently we don't swim. Okay, we're not going exactly, there, right? exactly. <laughs> But unfortunately, I live up to that stereotype. So whatever. Uh, Dora, that's all we have for quick headlines today. But we about to hop into these hot topics, sis, because we got two of those as well. So the first one is your favorite girl, the Royals. Prince William, sis, is being called a hypocrite out here in these streets. He has been criticized for addressing racism in soccer after he did not publicly support his sister-in-law, Meghan Markle, after she spoke about facing racism. The Duke of Cambridge said he was sickened by the racist abuse aimed at England players following their loss to Italy at the Euro 2020 final this past Sunday. Italy beat England 3-2 on penalties after the match ended 1-1 with extra time. So essentially, the three England players who missed penalty shots were subjected to racial slurs online. And I quote, it is totally unacceptable that players have to endure this abhorrent behavior. It must stop now. And all those involved should be held accountable, he wrote on the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge Twitter. While William has been outspoken on the matter of racism in soccer, Delora, he defended his family after Meghan Markle and Prince Harry spoke about her experience with racism in an interview with 
Oprah Winfrey on March 7th of this year. During the interview, one of she, our favorite hot topics, though. And, Go check I mean, that out. it was so hot in these streets. It uh, and it's also Emmy nominated. So during the interview, <laughs> during the interview, as we recall, Megan said the royal family had raised concerns about how dark Archie's skin color was going to be. They did not name names, but they said it wasn't the queen or Philip, right? Williams' response was that we're very much not a racist family. Delora, give me your thoughts. It actually feels like gaslighting at its best, right? Because the hypocrisy, y'all were crickets for years at this point. There, it's You're unable to count the number of headlines that the British press has raped Meghan Markle's name over the coals but you get in one championship soccer game mind you we are very much american so soccer doesn't hit our hearts as much <laughs> as it does the international community so we, i apologize obviously major accomplishment these same three men helped you get in that position and they had a bad game because guess what that's life right but you have all the smoke for three men you don't know but you can't even <laughs> defend your brother's wife <laughs> disgusting disgusting i'm gross i'm grossed out i was a major fan of william and kate right uh but you know after that oprah interview so much stuff has changed since obviously mm-hmm. i just feel like you know it's just terribly disappointing ashley what about you i'm i'm just chuckling because i love the passion that's the only reason why i'm chuckling um <laughs> I agree with their princess dies <laughs> boys. Okay. <laughs> they are her sons. I expect more out of them after the tragedy that they have both lived. I through. feel you. I feel you. I All have they to... have is each other. I don't even expect that much from Charles. Okay. Mm. But I expect him. I expected more from William. Also, because for me, it's generational. Like, even if I can accept mm. some of yes. the same way we talked about, you know, the fact that you know, our, our thoughts on possibly some of the, I don't want to say misdeeds, but some of the quotes and some of the things that we know that the queen's husband has said over the years. Okay. That was one generation. Mm-hmm. Then you got Charles under that. The man was almost a hundred years old. You know? Exactly. That's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. Generationally, yeah. you know, that's why I'm putting respect on his name. May he rest in peace. We've talked about some of the things that he may have said or done in the past. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, mm-hmm. you have Charles under that. Okay. But William, William, you and my, you and our generation, sir. Like I do expect more from you because you are yes. growing up in an, in a different era, right? Absolutely. So that's one thing. Higher level of consciousness. Exactly. And then to your point, also, why did Harry get all his mama's genes? Like, why did Harry? <laughs> <laughs> all of them. All of them. Why? The compassion. But Girl. guess what? That that star power, that it power, that genesis quoi. Because guess what? All the things. At the end of the day, Harry always made a bigger splash than William. Even when Harry was in everybody's good graces. Yeah. And he's the cuter one now, too. Which Girl, with the hair. Used to, and unfortunately. The and not, the body. I know people used to swoon <laughs> over William, but. Eesh. I know. But I say the body because one of my favorite interviews post Harry and Meghan leaving, you know, the royal family was his with. James Corden and they did that obstacle course and you know his army training has not left him you know what I mean and so you have this 
young, vibrant, handsome, charming prince, the brother, and then you have his older brother. So that's all I like. <laughs> The one thing I always used to try to give him credit for was, you know, he grew up knowing that the crown was going to be passed to him. So there's always yes. that additional layer of expectation being yes. in line. Being and the, I got that. But this is something point. I cannot give him a pass on. You know what I mean? I just no. can't. I can't give you a pass. I wanted to read one more thing before we move on to our second hot topic, too, which is that this is not the first time that he has pointed out racism in soccer. Delora, back in January, mm -hmm. apparently he did this ish as well. And let me just read this quote, guys. He said, racist abuse, whether on the pitch, in the stands, or on social media, is despicable, and it must stop now. We all have a responsibility to create an environment where such abuse is not tolerated, and those who choose to spread hate and division are held accountable for their actions. Actually, so, I have two things to say to that really quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. One, I really want to know what Megan and Harry are thinking about <laughs> this. You know what I mean? Post everything. And then two, I just find it, again, so rich mm -hmm. that you could talk mm -hmm. about this. And this is social media. Like, again, mm -hmm. Harry did uh, allude to the royals being afraid to speak to the media because there's this, like, love-hate relationship between the royals and the media. But they used Megan as low-hanging fruit to cover up all their scandals. And it's just very rich. But very it's just, rich. You have, where is this compassion? You have such compassion for yes. strangers. Yes. Um, and you're not putting that out there for someone who joins your own family. And again, you're talking exactly. about we all have a responsibility to create an environment where such abuse is not tolerated. It should have appalled you to think that there was someone who was experiencing such abuse within your own family structure. And not even... Let's even take out the color aspect of it all with her being half black, her being an American, that, that there's racism in that too, right? Like British looking at Americans in a very, you know, negative Lesser light. than, yeah. Exactly. You could go that angle too. It's just, it was just compounded because, you know, these are the same people who, you know, descendants of the one drop rule became very popular prevalent mm. over here you know what i mean i mean to your point be. it's it's but no because well i was going to say to your <laughs> point though about the other obstacles that she was facing it wasn't just race it was also classism it was also yes. a lot of factors because she's not coming from this upper crust family she's coming from blood, a so totally to different environment and remember how exactly. much that was a big deal with uh megan not kate. megan with kate and kate came mm -hmm. from middle class Family yes. in England, right? But they see, were like, they had oh. to work. They were working class, but they were wealthy enough to send exactly. their daughter to school. But they didn't come from the blood, exactly. No, because they is... were like business owners, right? They're mm -hmm. like their own. Mm -hmm. uh, they're entrepreneurs. So yes, yeah. It's just it's very interesting. But I just had to put that quote out there because again, I think it's interesting to say such things, and then again, I, I understand the criticism. I understand where it comes from, and I hope. I still hope that there can be some level of reconciliation in that family. I really do. I really, I really wanted Megan to wear a tiara one more time outside of her wedding. You know what I mean? Like, mm. <laughs> that's me being, you know, again, I, I understand the damage the, that monarchy has done around the world. Okay. Eesh. But I, unfortunately, <laughs> I have been programmed like most girls courtesy of disney love the idea of you know ball gowns and tiaras and all that the damn and princess diaries is still one of my face girl so yes 
you kind of get sucked in, in the the fantasy of it all. But according to Megan from that Emmy nominated interview, she was more like Ariel, where she felt like she lost her voice Aww. to be with the man, you know. And it's, at the end of the day, it's like, no, keep your voice, sis. Keep your voice. That was that that made me sad. But <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll move on because speaking of the Emmys, our last hot topic are the primetime Emmy Award nominations that were announced on Tuesday. So Cedric the Entertainer is set to host the official ceremony yeah. that will take place on September 19th. But Delora, we have many a show that is nominated based on our recap, sis. So let me read through some of these real quick. Wait, guys, bear with me. So I'll start with Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or TV Movie. And this is coming courtesy of CNN.com. So we have Paul Bettany for WandaVision, one of our recaps. We have Hugh Grant for The Undoing, another one of our recaps. You don't say. (laughs) We have Ewan McGregor for Halston, which I did watch Halston, and he was pretty great. Mm -hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda for Hamilton. Girl. Leslie Odom Jr. also for Hamilton. (sighs) But catch him in one night in Miami. (laughs) Yes. Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or TV movie. Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You. Y'all better give sis her flowers. Period. That show was phenomenal. No other option. Again, Period. guys, we've talked about it. The only reason why we did not recap it is because it was traumatic for both of us. It's heavy as fuck. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I, there, it is. I highly recommend not binging that show. <laughs> I did though. Do I not. still did. I still did. It was heart-wrenching, but it was Period. amazing. And she deserves all of the awards for it because this all is her them. story and she had the strength it to is. tell it. So amazing. We have yes. Cynthia Arrivo. Yes, we have Cynthia Arrivo for Genius Aretha, which was one of my hidden gems. Okay. Yes, it was. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Olsen for WandaVision. Amazing. Anya Taylor Joy for the Queen's Gambit. Love, love, love. Y'all, if y'all ain't going back to our deep cuts, go back to the Queen's Gambit. It's one of my favorites. Please, one of the best. We have Kate Winslet for Mar of Easttown, which, spoiler yes. alert, is one of my hidden gems for today. Love that Absolutely. show. Uh, moving on to Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series, we have, of course, Anthony Anderson for Blackish period he better get it he's been nominated for what eight years this will be his ninth so year he needs times. to win one so he needs to times. win once william h macy for shameless which was the final season of shameless by the mm-hmm. way so that's one of my ooh, long time shows i stuck with that show for all of these seasons so girl i couldn't girl i did <laughs> i and, and you know i said like i don't really click care for that type of show usually but shameless Not got me shameless i stuck with um mm. michael douglas for the kaminsky method which i enjoyed three seasons I on netflix too. jason sudeikis for ted freaking lasso girl i need your apple password or something so i need to I need restart to no this. i'm gonna restart because <laughs> the second season is about to drop when i tell you there was a church 
on the streets of Orlando that instead of quoting Jesus outside, had a Ted Lasso quote. I said, listen, is it really we that replacing Jesus with Ted Lasso in church now? Cut it out. Y'all doing too much. People who love this show love this show. It's so good. It really is. I think you'll really enjoy it. I'll let you know when I get my Apple subscription back together because it's coming. <laughs> I got to watch the morning show. I got to watch this. I got a lot to catch. We're going to manifest home. free passwords, though. That's okay. We're, we're <laughs> manifest free passwords for all the streaming services. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, call us. Um, the last outstanding lead actor in a comedy series is Keenan Thompson for his first season of Keenan. That Kenan. is major. We watched major. the whole series or the whole first season. Really good. Um, let's move on to outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. We have Jean Smart for Hacks, my show, HBO Max. That was a hidden gem. I need to watch this. Okay. Kaylee Cuoco, the flight attendant. She did do you her thing in that too. show. She Wasn't did. this your hidden gem also? Probably. Probably. Yes. <laughs> You've been knocking these shows down. I'm telling you, girl. Ooh, I love them all. So much good TV content out there, guys. Y'all don't hear me. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish. Let's get it. Yes. We have. A.D. Bryant, Trill, and then we mm-hmm. have Allison Janney for the final season of Mom. Mm. Outstanding lead actor in a drama series, Delora. We have our boy, Sterling mm-hmm. K. Brown for This Is Us. That's my cousin. That single tear <laughs> should win it alone. Every year. He's one of them actors that's like, which eye, left or right? Y'all let me know, okay? With the slight lip quiver. You know. Slight lip quiver every time. <laughs> I'm so sorry that uh, Jonathan Majors, Lovecraft Country, this is going to be his only nomination for this show since it's not renewed for a season two. HBO claims to be for the culture, but you don't have a show monumental like Lovecraft Country and only give it one season? Uh, uh, you, you didn't watch it, but I for the trauma, tell I couldn't, but... you. But no, yeah. no. It is that show. I it got is you. You know what it is? Phenomenal. I need to watch it with somebody. So next time I'm in town, I'm coming to your house and I'm going to watch it with you. Done. Yeah, this that's how I'm going to get through it. That's how I'm going to get through it. I'm going to so, watch yeah. it. I watch everything else. How could I not, right? That's just despicable. Anyway. You're scary cat. It's okay. I am. I am. You know I am. I'd be like, oh, it's too much. Horror is too much. Okay. And this show uh, will leave you saying WTF multiple times. Oh, yes. I believe it. Uh, we yes. have Josh O'Connor for the crown. We have Reggae John Page for John Bridgerton. Yes. We have Billy Porter for Pose. And we have Again. Matthew Rise for Perry Mason. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Reggae. I'm loving it because this is his only season for Bridgerton. It and is. This is his breakout role. It so is. I am so proud of him. And I actually hope he wins. It's actually quite difficult because I kind of want Jonathan to win and I kind of want Sterling to win and I kind of want J- right? You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I'd love to hear your prediction. So if that's your prediction for that category, I feel you. I think that's he's a very strong contender as is probably Billy Porter since this is the final season of Pose. 
final season pose, absolutely. But it's, we'll a, see. it's a saturated category for sure. Oh yeah, all of them I could see walking away with. Well I haven't watched Perry Mason, nomination. but I love that actor from when he did the show yes. with uh, my girl. Yes, with my girl Felicity. Anyway, mm-hmm. her real life her husband, life Carrie Russell. Love her. Anyway, outstanding lead actress in a drama series. Uzo Aduba for In Treatment. You know that is my show. It is. It is. I have to. I have to watch it. I have to Girl, watch it. Girl, I have gone back to the Gabriel Burns seasons. Okay, I'm in season two. I have gone back. That's how good it is for me. I don't know if everybody enjoys watching people in therapy, but I find it very cathartic. Anyway, Olivia <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> it's like that secondhand treatment, you know, like, oh, yeah, I need to work on that. Um, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, as well as Emma Corrin for The Crown. Epic. Epic. Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale. She may take this category. She um, better not. not she better not. not. With all the people in this category. MJ Rodriguez for Pose again, final season. First and then trans woman nominated for absolutely Nemi now for she, best actress for that because reason. Lorraine um, Cox has gotten nominated for best supporting actress for that reason as well as I've just heard great like such great reviews. Um, yes. I could imagine she's also a strong contender in that category. And then Journey Smollett for Lovecraft well, Country. Deserve. Okay, I, I don't mean to be breaking down on everybody's name, but this is some of the best nominations in a very long time. Yeah, like there's. I love Journey. There, I have loved Journey. And there forever. are plenty of snubs too, but when I tell you these categories have legit talented people and amazing performances, my sister and I, shout out to Dietria, we were talking about how Journey. The one thing she's gonna do is she's gonna pick a project for the culture. Everything from Lion King to East Bayou, which is to the underground legendary to Underground Railroad. And when I tell you Letty is going down in the black canon of pop culture, you know, characters is going down, period. Bravo, Journey. Bravo. And can I just say, she's always somebody who I lived for like her hair, but I'm loving the shortcut on her. I think she is in like her best (laughs) season of her life. Her fashion is on point. The melanin is popping. The performances are stellar. Like this has been my girl that I followed since we were children, right? So to see this. I remember when she was on freaking Full House. Girl, me too. Michelle's best friend. I still see them clips and I'm like, oh, Journey. Exactly. Uh, I would love to see her win in this category. So that's just my prediction for that one. This this category is saturated for me. Journey, I know, I know. it would be amazing for Journey, but the crown this season was phenomenal also. <laughs> and they love anybody portraying the queen. So I know, hey. but I'm, I'm bored. And you anyway. have Princess Die. That I chick- get it. I get it. Emma, I get it, but I'm bored. Anyway, uh, I'm going to skip over Outstanding Reality Composition Series, even though shout out to RuPaul's Drag Race. That is my ish. Always and forever. Um, and Outstanding Variety Talk Series, Daily Show of Trevor Noah. Shout out. Do your thing, boo. Um, and my boo, Steven. I love him. Outs- oh, yeah. Stephen Colbert. I used to watch him always. Outstanding Limited Series. We have WandaVision. Check out that recap. Marv Easttown. We're going to talk about it. I May Destroy You, check that out. The Underground Railroad, check that out. The Queen's Gambit, listen to our recap. Listen, guys. Period, period. Listen, guys. Finger on the pulse. Outstanding comedy series, Delora. (laughs) 
we're amazing, Ashley. We're I'm amazing. You, sometimes you got to pat yourself <laughs> on the back. We know what we talked about. Outstanding comedy series, Blackish out here. Cobra Kai, check out that recap. Check Italy out that recap. Paris, check out that recap. Ashley, okay. we need to pause though. <laughs> Go ahead. You know good and well, Emily and Paris should not be an Emmy nominated show. I know. But how can they deny an Emmy when it was Golden Globe nominated? Girl. I'm just saying. If y'all want to just hand out awards, I mean. We, we are very, even though we like good stuff, obviously. Check out, we have 33 recaps at this point, right? Or 33 episodes. Yes. Uh, um because some are doubled up but we are also very much self-aware and emily in, Pro- in paris is just not it <laughs> it just simply is not listen just like today's recap will be there's certain things you do because it is just an enjoyable bubble gum type yes. of show and we said that very during true. that recap but again if y'all handed out awards and y'all want to put emily in paris in contention check out that recap okay and hear what we have to say about it because we exactly. have a lot to say about that. <laughs> we also have in this category hacks, the flight attendant, the Kaminsky method, pin 15, which I'm not familiar with, but I'll have to look that up. It's a Hulu original. It's okay. about um, middle schoolers, but they're played by women our age. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting situation there. Okay, I'll check that out. And then finally, Ted Lasso. Jason, you better wear uh, some type of a shirt, a dress shirt for these awards, Something please. with a collar, preferably yeah. with buttons. I yes. get it, though. He's very self-deprecating. He's a beautiful human, I understand. And then finally, and then we'll wrap this up, outstanding drama series, The Boys, Bridgerton, The yes. Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, and Pose. So those round out our Emmy 2021 nomination, sis. Anything else you want to add before we get into the recap? I pretty much said a lot during that second. So <laughs> really, really excited about the shows and the actors. Congratulations for Absolutely. nominations. I mean, are there snubs? Yes, but I... I'm truly impressed with this year's group of nominees. Yeah, I feel good about it. Obviously, there's more we could have discussed, but that was just to keep it short and sweet. And guys, if there's nothing else, Delora, take us on to the recap. Oh, my goodness, Ashley. This week's recap has to be one of the messiest, (laughs) sexiest, I just don't know what to say about this show, Ashley. We're recapping Sex Life, a Netflix original series. This film is rated (laughs) M.A. So I'm just going to go ahead and say this. If you got anybody who can't handle words like sex and all the parts that go into that, (laughs) make sure they're not listening to this recap because we're about to have some grown folks conversations here okay this is about to be an ma episode (laughs) (laughs) we'll keep it cute don't get me wrong but um i can make no promises i won't say anything too vulgar because my mom listens moms if you are listening and if you don't want to know everything about your daughters just stop just stop (laughs) now thank you okay this is why I didn't drink hard out liquor today. I'm only sipping wine. Period. I am drinking <laughs> ginger ale right now. So I am very much Try to keep aware of what I'm saying. Okay. Try to keep it cute. 
All right, TV MA, this movie premiered literally June 25th. So we binged the mess out of the show rather quickly. <laughs> this is a drama. It comprised of eight episodes, approximately 45 to 52 minutes. The summary of the show, a suburban wife and mother takes a fantasy, fantasy charged trip down memory lane that sets her present on a collision course with her wild child past. All right, Ashley, this show has a, a, a group of relatively unknown actors. I mean, they've been in things, but this is their first principal roles for some of them. Mm-hmm. This show stars Sarah Shahai as Billy Connolly, uh, Mike Vogel as Cooper Connolly, Adam DeMoss as Brad Simon. He, honestly, out of the four principal characters, is the only one I recognize from a different project. I remember him in another Netflix original called Falling in Love with Christina Million. Christina Million. And he was also in one of our favorite, mutual favorite shows, Unreal. Oh, he sure was. You know what I remember? Yes. Um, guy who plays Cooper from though. I think he was the bad guy in a in a film with Brenda Strong with ben- Brenda Strong. You remember that mm-hmm. where he was like mm-hmm. he wasn't really her husband, but she like had amnesia. <gasps> wasn't yes! he her? Yeah, that was another Netflix original. He was yes. the creepy guy. Yes, yes. yes. Excellent memory, Ashley, because I'm like I know I've seen him before, but I just cannot put my finger on on it you know yep yep and then we also have marguerite odette as sasha snow all right ashley i'm just gonna love sash by the way i love sasha (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna highlight the executive producers here we have stacy rukiser uh she's actually a known writer she's been on several projects and she was also part of unreal and M. Miles Dell is executive producer as well. And he was a producer on The Shape of Water. So I thought that was interesting. Mm. Another sexy kind of film, but just with. I never watched it. Yeah, I never watched Girl, it. Girl, I saw that mess. I saw <laughs> that mess. Weird. A little weird when we start to get the creatures, but okay. And I also want to highlight that the directors were females and there was intimacy coordinator as well on this shoot mm-hmm. rotten tomatoes 25 percent critics yep 35 percent audience score and for google users 80 percent ashley what's your grade for this series girl i'm gonna keep this part short and sweet because i'm gonna save my real real feelings for the very end so there's no spoilers but my grade my grade is a c okay and i gave it a c because while this show was toxic as fuck lacked substance and real depth it was sexy as hell delora and taught me a couple new things period that's all i got that's all i got That's all I got. That's all I got. I'll say some other things to the end. (laughs) What about you? (sighs) Insert deep Negro spiritual sigh. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I gave this series a D plus. Okay. Because Ashley, I one of the articles I saw from the New York Times said that it was drowning in the shallow shallow pool. Okay. And that's pretty accurate. Um, Absolutely. When I first, I was the one that told you about this show initially. And in our original text <laughs> conversation, I was like, Ashley, have you watched Sex Life? It's new on Netflix. It's trending. You're like, no, what is it about? I said, this is a porno. <laughs> it's a porno <laughs> that, that has a storyline to justify the sex in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I will say without giving any spoilers at this point is that it is very women centric. Okay. Um, there's no money shots. Okay. You know, when it comes to the interactions of the couples and the woman's pleasure is paramount. Right. And Indeed. even again, with the actual dialogue that's in between the sex scenes okay potentially to um, the detriment of everyone else involved it is about her pleasure you damn it right it's about her ple- <laughs> I'm, I'm, yes. I'm keeping my words clean till we get into yes. it and it, it highlights some of the struggles that women go through frankly and so with that we're gonna go into our spoiler alert all right ashley this film stars Billy. She is a woman who lives in the suburbs in a very wealthy neighborhood in Connecticut. She has the quintessential American life, right? Gorgeous husband who is wealthy and two healthy, beautiful children. But Ashley, she's not, she's not happy. She is spending most of her days in a muumuu breastfeeding her second <laughs> child watching it after her eldest son and all she keeps thinking about is how her life was before all this and she lived a very crazy sexy cool life okay tlc the other thing about her daydreaming about her previous life is her infamous ex bad boy boyfriend brad mm-hmm and she is expressing all of her yearnings in her journal. And Ashley, these accounts are pretty graphic. And we as the audience see some of the lovemaking that she experienced during her wild child days. You calling it lovemaking is generous. (laughs) 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 Fucking. They were fucking in this show okay <laughs> absolutely <Ashley. laughs> sorry mom she, sorry she does it in great detail and one day her perfect husband finds it and reads it ashley did you think what did you think about the husband reading her journal that is a very good question because i wondered about privacy like this has come up so many times in terms of dynamics that I've heard about and seen with regards Mm -hmm. to marriage and Mm -hmm. whether people should share passwords and all this and that and to me and this is me talking as a non-married person Mm -hmm. I do think some things should still be kept personal and private Mm -hmm. like I get that we are a union and that we are one but you're telling me that even my diary is 
open and available for your consumption? Had that agreement been made previously or did you just, or were you looking for something else? Like they never really explained it, but based on what was in her diary, I couldn't even really take the minute to be upset with Cooper. It was more so like, mm. well, if you had never read this, I don't know what would have happened. Exactly. Exactly. And one of the other questions I have for you, Ashley, is, is it her fault for not locking her computer or is it his fault for being nosy? I mean, again, we don't even know, does she store other things on that computer? Was Could it have been that he was looking for something else? I don't know what the circumstances are, again, behind who mainly uses that, if that's her personal laptop. But again, if you have a laptop that is available in your house, sitting on the kitchen counter, then I guess it was fair game, sis, and I guess you should have known not to put mm-hmm. stuff like that on your computer. I mean... I guess that again, I don't think it's right. I think something should be kept personal. But again, based on what was in it, I wasn't even mad at Cooper. I was like, bro, like, I feel for you. That's fucked up. Wow. And so one of the things I didn't mention up up until this point is that she's yearning for her wild child days because her sex life is not it. Her husband just seems uninterested in sex. And you know, she makes passes at him and he would rather watch football, Ashley. That was upsetting. Then actually engage in being with his wife. That was upsetting. And and I I had in my notes that Cooper stopped appreciating his wife at this point in their marriage, right? That you're in the midst of it and you kind of moving her to the side or laying her exactly. down so you can see the TV. And what type of man is he? I've never... <laughs> I mean, never known a man to be like, oh, no, thank you for the cookies. Okay, I, no, I don't know you. if when you've been married for, you know, eight years, been eight together years. for 10 years, um, you have two kids, he's tired, he's commuting back and forth. I mean, it's no excuse because, again, I do think in that moment he should have been paying attention to his wife. But, Delora, one thing that bothered me even here is the mm-hmm. lack of communication. If you want your exactly. husband to slay you, then you yes. better open your mouth. And say, listen, I need you to dick me down real good tonight. Period. But see, here's the thing, Ashley. One, again, this show is catered to women because Billy was going through what a lot of women go through postpartum. Uh Uh-huh. You are, again, in a moo-moo, stuck in the house with kids. You're not having adult conversation. Billy, again, was vibrant in her young days outside Mm -hmm. of her you know, doing that shit to quote the great <laughs> the stallion. She was going for a PhD. You know what I mean? Like, so she's, she's an intelligent woman. Exactly. And now for some women, and I can speak to this firsthand, you feel a little bit reduced to being a milk machine. And mm-hmm. it's like, there has to be more to life. There has to be. And I let me, rem- let me reminisce about the greatness about my notches in my belt, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I get that. Yeah. I get that. The fantasy part wasn't what bothers me. And we'll, we'll go mm, on the fantasy okay. part. You reliving moments. I mean, that's to me, a natural thing in life, period. Like, remember, we never talked about this on Mike. Remember they had that whole thing on uh, one of the shows, the real about, you know, are you upset if your partner is envisioning somebody else while they're in mm. bed with you? And it's like, you can't police somebody's mind and what their exactly. fantasies entail. Because and that's natural. Day, 
you are both individuals. And so I never answered this, but I, I wholly agree that you are allowed to be an individual. You all are coming together because the idea is that two whole people are coming together exactly. and having and creating this life. Yes. I think she had, I think Cooper should have given her her privacy or if he was going to be nosy, don't be so bold with it. I mean, again, that's kind of entering the sneaky realm and lack of communication realm, but you know, curiosity killed the cat. Oof. So in this case, it fucked him up. Okay. Entirely, <laughs> Ashley, entirely. And, and I also want to give one more example. Everybody was giving Aisha Curry hell when she did the red table talked and talked about how she wanted attention yeah. because Seth Curry um, gets all the attention because he's a star basketball player. And for me, I was not offended by it because I knew that she just had her third child. Okay. Of course, of and course. when you are surrounded by a bunch of uh, groupies lusting mm. out of for your husband is like, mm. well, top tier, top tier groupies, top tier because he's a top tier player. Exactly. You know? So, you know, it leaves you feeling like, but what about me? Don't I still have it? And, and one so of my honest. favorite, my, my exactly. And one of my favorite explanation to how she was feeling was like, Aisha Curry happens when you don't have a whole face. And I, mm. I can agree to that mm. and understand that. But well, clearly, you know even I mean? in this case, if you have a whole face, it may not always work out for you, sis, because then you long it for them good old days, which is another question that I'm sure we'll get to about whether or not your whole face is for your for your best benefit. <laughs> so Ashley, Cooper goes down a spiral after reading her journal because it is not only about her whole days, it's about specifically an ex-boyfriend. Brad. Brad. Brad is your quintessential bad boy uh, with daddy issues and he rides a motorcycle and he's wealthy and he has other assets that we'll talk about a little later. He's not just wealthy. He's a he's a star to a certain yes. degree in terms of his career because he is a music producer. Right. So he's uh, a, a, a semi celebrity, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because all the artists want to get to know him because they want him to. And he was also on the cover of magazines. He was on Rolling exactly. Stone. Like he is, yes. he has a prestige about him beyond just being wealthy too, which adds to the uh, mystique of his bad boyness. Exactly. Great point, Ashley. And in this spiral, Cooper, the first time they do have sex, it was uncomfortable, Ashley. He was like, all mine. I was like, was this... No, in the sense of the so. aggression of it all, because after a while she did not enjoy it, but she also didn't tell him stop. stop. She told so, him specifically, "Do not stop." I don't think. Yeah, she was not yeah, but it. at the end, he was gave her a black eye practically for putting her hand, her face in the in the courts. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I think that in that case it was the first sign of a deterioration of Cooper. I literally put in my notes, parts of Cooper started changing from that first read and that fuck on the kitchen counter because this is a side of his wife he didn't even know existed. He's like, who are you? And then yes. let me fuck you the way, obviously, you must have always been wanting. And then you see the remorse or like the change in their dynamic immediately. So I think that was what yes. was more conveyed 
was like something has immediately shifted because I'm learning that there is something about you that as your husband, I had no awareness of. And so actually, I'm glad you brought that up because instead of talking to Billy about what he read, he thought it was a good idea to recreate some of the moments escapades mm-hmm. escapades she and brad had um one most notably being doing it in a pool and he they almost got caught by the popo because it was one of his clients houses um yeah. that was the first time he went down on her since she gave birth to their second child girl in 18 and months girl <laughs> i said i said say what 18 18 what are we saying lord jesus is a fire okay <laughs> if y'all can see my face i am distraught <laughs> turning red okay i am black and i am turning red right now lord and, and and again she was missing what she referred to as that love bubble rush wanting to be desired wanting to be loved and again Cooper just felt like, well, let me keep reading this journal. Mind you, in one of the instances, he dropped a nut. (laughs) Reading how detailed her journal was, I almost questioned whether or not he was DL, Ashley. Like, he's not interested in his wife, right? Mm. And, I don't know. That's a different perspective because I did not have that thought at all. What I saw it as was like, a shameful excitement it was almost like Mm. this is even turning me on but I feel horrible because this is my wife right and I'm not supposed to want to or be thinking about her in these ways or enjoying but uh, so let me say this let me say this I have read and watched every single 50 shades book and film I stopped at the third book I had to finish it out, not because the writing was great, but I had to finish it out because I need to know how it ended. That's just how my mind works. But let me say this. This show did it for me way more than Fifty Shades of Grey. Girl, the fact that this is available on Netflix when you had to start, well, you didn't have to look that hard, but you had to read the books and then you had to wait for the movie. Like, Exactly, so, so let me say that I didn't blame Cooper for getting turned on by his wife's diary because clearly this was some hot fire pornographic entries. Exactly. Exactly. And who's to say that Cooper, because you're talking about whole phases, Cooper never had a whole phase. He's a very clean, clean cut man. Who's borderline Captain America type? Borderline Captain America. No, for real. He is kind of Captain America ish, but I like him better. Anyway, so I do. I know not Chris Evans, not Chris Evans. Okay. I'm like, I know you're not coming for the best. I know you're not coming for the best. You put Chris Evans in front of me in real life. We have a whole different story. (laughs) Yes. With that beard and that chain. Chris, you be knowing what you be doing. I mean that 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 mentality, that type of person. So who gets off on being the perfect guy in some yeah. So I'll say that that I think that there were unexplored sexual desires that even he had that maybe he had never tapped into is really my point about Cooper. Excellent point, Ashley. So one of the things that I want to turn to now is 
Billy's best friend, Sasha. Sasha is the first thing first. I'm the realest. Like, that's my girl. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> she is the black BFF. I hate to say it like that, but that's she what is. she is in this story. She is. And she's kind of the borderline magical Negro because she has all the wisdom. You know what I mean? Somebody had to. Shit. <laughs> but she's very much fun loving and funny and sexy, just like Billy. And the only difference between the two of them is that she has not settled down. She had went on to finish her her doctorate in psychology at Columbia and, University. Exactly. So these are high accomplished women who enjoy having a good time. And also, Dolores, she knows who she is and she has some sense. Can I just say Absolutely. that? Absolutely. She knows who she is and she has confidence in it. And she doesn't feel like she has to mold herself into anything. And that's invaluable. Okay. And this will be a theme that is brought up throughout this, this recap. So Ashley, most of this recap is going to be highlights of the, the fuckery of the show because so <laughs> many things happen. Right. And one of the, besides Cooper reading Billy's journal, the second most explosive thing that has happened is Billy confiding in her best friend about what Cooper did and how most of it is about Brad, who is the bad guy and the worst ex. She finds out that her best friend is sleeping with her ex, Ashley. Yeah. I had in my notes, Sasha was the realest, except for the whole fucking Brad situation. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Ashley, was Sasha shady for sleeping with her best friend, serious ex? Okay? Yes. Yes. Um, girl code I know that they blur the lines Period. I know that yes. their relationship in particular they really blurred the lines with that and I totally understand it has been 10 years Billy is married with two children but I think there's something to be said for never fucking someone that your best friend once loved and this was not Ooh. just an ex of oh we messed around oh we had a good time this was arguably the love baggage. of billy's life Major and so baggage. that for me is always off limits always yeah i don't care if i've been married 20 years if i find out y'all in the retirement home fucking i'm coming over there and i'm cussing you out actually i couldn't say it better because i am a huge believer in girl code honestly i don't even believe in having the same crushes when middle school okay so it's like <laughs> you pick your same you pick your dude over there and i pick my dude over here yeah and i think no a lot of my i think a lot of my female friendships that i have have survived for as long as they have because we don't have those type of issues like we don't have the yes. same taste in men usually and things like that because it does get messy i'm not one to play that game either i'll fuck you up <laughs> Period. <laughs> so, mind you, Billy is confining to Sasha about Cooper reading her deepest, darkest memories, sexual memories of Brad. And to find out, on the other hand, that Brad is literally spending the night at, at Sasha's house. With a big know, old Billy, smile on his face. Ugh. Exactly. Billy was cut off guard. But then quickly... Because I guess, I mean, there's girl code and then there's probably hoe code. They were like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, legit. We can be, be tunnel sisters. It's okay. <laughs> well, as we see, even in some flashbacks, they did some things together that, yes, they had a different type of relationship. And yeah, so apparently Billy's okay with it. But Cooper is simply not okay because he stalks Brad. Yeah. He finds his place of work. 
he follows him to the gym yeah. and Ashley. Mm-hmm. Ashley. Mm-hmm. Episode, Episode three. three. <laughs> 19 <laughs> minutes and 50 seconds in. No, we time stamped it. <laughs> Cooper saw <sighs> that thing. Yeah. Okay. Swinging. Mm-hmm. Ashley, are you a size queen? I'm just like. <laughs> Do not no, answer that question. Jesus. Do not answer that question. No, let but me answer. No. Let me answer. No, Listen, no, no, no. I will no, answer. You, you do not have to, friend. You do not have to. <laughs> I will answer. Listen, I, I think there's a beauty for uh what fits you fits you and uh you know it's it is there there are some that have it and don't know how to work it so let me say this that don't think just because you brad out here that you got it on lock because you don't if you don't know what you're doing i'm mad though i read an article they won't say he the actor won't say whether that was real or a prosthetic I, I heard that he said that it was real. The first time I saw it, I literally was like, yo, <laughs> yo, okay, is this what we're doing in this show? Okay. I appreciate male full frontal. Anytime I see it, I appreciate it because I feel like we see female nudity All so much. All the time. Put that out there. So was Cooper sizing him up and was his reaction realistic? Yes, absolutely. I mean, this was literally a dick swinging contest in the shower. He went in there knowing that this was what he was going to see. And it was mm-hmm. his own neuroses because I, I felt so bad for Cooper in these moments because to me, it's like you're giving away that your power. You are the husband. You mm-hmm. don't need to be stalking this Great man. Point. You know what I mean? And so it just showed the level of deterioration of like his trust, his mental state, all of that, that you're sitting here doing all of this to try to better understand what your wife saw in this man or still sees in this man or what have you. It was upsetting. I hated to see it. But at the same time, I can understand in that moment, he was probably like, shit, well, I exactly, Exactly. I get it. (laughs) But, you know, Ashley, I don't know how well it was explained at this point. She did not, she not only didn't express her whole face, like she didn't tell him where the bodies were buried, okay, or how many there were, but she didn't even tell him about her last relationship, which was Brad. And and part of the reason why, and as we go throughout this show, they have some serious baggage. First, he's emotionally unavailable because of his parent issues. His mother, his father left. His mother remarried a man he did not enjoy. He's mean. And uh, the stepfather. Yeah, he's mean. Yes, yes. And Ashley, he just, he was just unreliable. And Billy put up with a lot being in a relationship with Brad. And more is going to unfold and I'll get there. But this is Cooper really taking in a lot it's like he was drinking from a freaking fire hydrant at this point and unraveling, as I mentioned previously. So Cooper confines into his sleazy friend at work Damn about it. what's going on. And when I tell you, I was on Devin's page. Let's go back to Cooper. Cooper was telling him that 
his wife was insatiable and that her ex-boyfriend was a stallion. And I had a huge issue with how he described his wife in this moment because I really hate when men make women to come off as like sex craze. It's like you are only demonizing women because you can't keep up. Mm. Whether you're not big enough, whether you don't have the stamina enough, but don't demonize a woman's sexuality. That's just a tell as old as time. I just didn't like it. I feel you. I think about this. I think for me in this moment, again, I'm feeling so much empathy for Cooper that a lot of these moments, I, I lent him much more empathy than I probably even did Billy throughout the series, because at least Mm. in his case, I felt like Cooper was honest about who he was and Billy's lack of communication and lack of awareness of what she was going through. Cause that's one thing I'll touch on real quick too, Delora is one thing that bothered me about this show being so surface. Don't make her be a psych major who was going to become a psychologist. If we're not going to delve into her actual psychology, right? Like Mm. you're talking about someone who did not communicate her sexual desires to her husband. Suddenly he's finding out that you have this insatiable appetite for your ex that you have are so needing to get out that you have to write about on your laptop, even though we two kids deep and 10 Mm. years in like that's a lot of years so I just felt like Cooper is trying to understand and taking all this in he's just being very candid because he's having a conversation with one of his friends it's the same as you Mm -hmm. know there's a difference Mm -hmm. between when I talk to you about things and when I talk to someone that I'm not as close to right so I'm giving you my most vulnerable candid Mm -hmm. feedback and so I think that's what he was doing exactly (laughs) some weeks some weeks y'all get like this week probably a little more candid than others people find out things about me i don't know if i told anybody else you know but i but i totally understand your thought though about that and and that probably was something that they meant to point out was the idea that in this time at this time he should have probably worked harder to understand where billy was coming from instead of talking about it as if it was a problem so i definitely understand that perspective delore and i think it's a very valid one So all of this snooping Cooper is doing is giving Brad the green light to be a little bit more aggressive towards his communication with Billy. AKA disrespect-inspectful. Whoo, girl, girl. The disrespect. (laughs) We should... We should dedicate this episode to Samuel L. Jackson because the amount of fucks we're going to drop is just <laughs> I don't more know if than I any, anticipate. More than you. <laughs> Probably not more than y'all are used to hearing from me, though. <laughs> Girl, Brad goes as far as, as to reaching out to Billy on FaceTime where he records a late night session with Sasha and what does Billy do? She plays with that fire and she's getting really warm by it, okay? Ooh, child, that episode was hot. <laughs> it was hot, but my mouth was on the floor. I was Girl. like, what am I watching? <laughs> I was like, I was like, she ain't gonna do it. I was like, she ain't gonna do it. Yes, she's about to do it. Yep, she's, she's yep. into she it. Like, Let me lean into back. it. Lean into okay. it. Lean back. It was with a your lot. best friend. Girl. And so she was so guilty by that whole late night session that she was in search of her best friend, Sasha, to have a face-to-face conversation about it. And I thought Sasha's reaction was very much in the hold'em. You know what I mean? (laughs) She was like, that Ozzy fuck. (laughs) 
How did my ass look? In the same breath. In the same breath. Exactly. I was like, yo. Exactly. I don't even want to, I don't even want to say that it was a, a whole thing. I think again, it is their relationship. Like yes, their yes. relationship is such their closeness, which I have never been this close to a girlfriend in my life. Never, never. I love you, Ashley, but no. No. I've never. Agreed. Never. We good. This is close <laughs> enough. We good. <laughs> we good, girl. <laughs> yeah, I I think it was supposed to be a, um, a part of their relationship, but for sure, just added more complexity because it's like, where is this about to stop? Like, you're taking this really far, Billy. You are a married woman with two kids. Girl, I have to give a shout out to her second because the way that baby was rolled around, God knows where in that city, you didn't hear her crying or disrupting nothing. Her mama having full-fledged meltdowns. Baby was about to die. The poor little son, mom, come home. I want you to be home. Like he was breaking my heart. I felt so sad for him through the whole series. That child was done wrong. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, thank God the kids were young because- this is messy. This is messy. <laughs> but yes, like like the good friend that Sasha is, she told her, like, girl, remember the bad stuff, okay? Like, you were playing with fire, sis. She's and dumb. Billy's dumb behind had the, gr- the grand idea of, oh, let's, let's all go to dinner and tell my loving, trusting husband that you were dating my hot ex and everything will be okay actually i was done at this point i was like i have never known a black person to do something this never outrageous in my life never delora when i tell Ashley. you when i tell you <laughs> cooper is better than me i would have burned that restaurant to the ground if i had to come knocking on the door of the bathroom to get my spouse out with their ex that restaurant would have been burned to the fucking ground let's talk about this dinner okay the the fact that he's even sitting across from her cooper should have been like no i'm the one that's gonna be face to face to face to this man right and then the innuendos in the conversation this dude was like, Billy loved to slip in and out of traffic. The oh, disrespect. She's, when she wants something, she's very persuasive. And then I, I, I was so outdone. I was so outdone by the this disrespect. Why was Brad so concerned with her happiness during this dinner when he gave zero fucks the countless times we see him break her down throughout the show? Suddenly that you care so much. That is the question. Girl. I said, he is not Noah. This ain't the notebook. It ain't no, it's been seven <sighs> years. And it, you know, it's still me and you. No, boo. No, no, no. Unreal. Unreal. And again, Cooper reiterates to Brad that Billy never mentioned you. And maybe that was a reason for that. And he was like, she classed it up. But guess what, Ashley? She dropped out of her PhD. She's taking time off for work. And Brad's like, this is not the Billy I knew. But I'm like, you lost those privileges. You lost those privileges, sir. Absolutely. Do evolve. Please stop. Please stop. 
this is this is foolishness. This is ridiculousness. And Ashley, I want to point out this. I feel like if he wasn't insanely wealthy and famous and quote unquote hot, if he was fat, ugly, and broke, he would be a psycho. This would be a horror film. Absolutely. To me, it still is. Years? To me, it still After- is a horror film because this is the horrors of the reality that it seems like people don't give the respect that love and marriage deserve. This is the stuff, Laura, that gets people killed. I always say love and money are the two things that will get you fucked up. You should not play with people like this. You should not play with your husband like this. Wars were started off of love and lust. Okay, so... (laughs) Because if if all of a sudden when y'all go home, it's a murder-suicide, He then he's wrong, right? Like, don't play with your husband like this. <laughs> you, you, playing, you playing too much, Billy. You playing. But, Ashley, I kind of felt like Brad was a bit of a, a vampire. Like, he just was, like, trying to, like, glamour her into his lair so he could sink his teeth into her, okay? And so he kept doing things, again, like she went to the restroom. He goes into the bathroom, locks the door. Her husband is pounding on that door. Burned that restaurant to the ground. And her weak ass apologies, Ashley, was just too much. Like the, the the white lies or the omitting of the truth, definitely guilty. Guilty, sis. Cry me and a river. Why was she always crying? Always. Always. The actress actually said that, you know, it was a big task to be in this role because Billy goes through so many emotional... <laughs> event so ashley cooper less because guess what we haven't really talked about his work he's in uh venture capital um banking trying to make a difference he has this fine ass boss francesca okay Mm -hmm. who has googly eyes for him and he is doing this dinner the night before one of the biggest presentations of his career okay and he leaves the restaurant disgusted by how that dinner went down, right? Into the loving arms of his boss, who has been giving him all types of signals up until this point. I don't, I don't know how he still has a job dealing with this mess. I don't know if I have the emotional capacity to handle this level of drama and still be a functioning <laughs> human being, Ashley. How about you? For sure. It was definitely too much. It was teen too much across the board. You having to answer the phone and go run off right after again. You have to come knock on the door to try to get your wife out of the bathroom with this man. I mean, Cooper is better than me because... I don't think I would have been able to handle half of these situations as well as he did, let alone be able to perform work functions, you know, appropriately. So, I mean, hats off to him. He handled himself very well. He didn't, he didn't even cuss through this. Like he was, gosh, he was a stand up human being. So Ashley, I find it interesting because are you team Cooper? Absolutely. Are you team Billy? Are you team Brad? No, I am absolutely team Cooper. Hate brad and hate brad and billy if i'm completely honest in this moment really hate 
hate hate them strongly so much so that i know this couple is now a real life couple yes if i saw them on the street i wouldn't even be happy for them because that's how irritated i am with them in this show whoa i know and that's strong so words. that's interesting actually because because for me i'm team nobody because they all got on my first and last <laughs> nerve because i mean billy is just reckless and I have so some reckless. empathy for her because postpartum is a bitch, okay? But for Cooper, the he he goes in and out of these dark moments that I'm just not here for. You know what I mean? And when it comes to Brad, Brad honestly didn't do it for me either as the brooding leading man. At like all. Reggae was definitely one of the best brooders that we've recapped in recent recently. But for him, I, I couldn't stand his walk. I'm like, why does he walk like that? And then I was like, well, maybe because he has a big carrot or eggplant. Mm, mm. Walk know. with a limp because my nuts heavy. Um, I, <laughs> I did not feel Brad whatsoever on that level either. Like he did nothing for me. I think I put oh, in my notes. Like, well, oh, the other person I that I being love. Good in bed and that's it. That's what I was reminded of in this romance, sexy genre. Definitely reggae and Jamie from Outlander. Those, oh, those are okay. some of my favorite okay. leading men. But he just, it, it just wasn't it. So no. it but was yes, I was team Cooper. To, I was actually. Very, very interesting. And of course, Billy doesn't take an Uber home. Of course not. She, she rides on the back of her bad boy ex-boyfriend's motorcycle, Ashley. So we have a lot of flashbacks in this show, Ashley, and we get some some substantive flashbacks um, when Sasha keeps <laughs> yelling at Billy, remember the bad things, because there's a reason why they broke up. They were together and they had amazing, amazing lovemaking sessions, okay? And, you know, just like biology, sis got pregnant, okay? Just and- like biology. <laughs> <laughs> you put the P in the V. <laughs> I didn't see not one condom. If they were black, there would be all types of condoms in this. Well, you heard her say, you heard her say, if you didn't want this, you should have been more careful. Like, okay. I only say All that right. because, you know, in in a lot of Black movies and shows, condoms like, oh, do you have a condom? Anyway, she gets pregnant and his first reaction actually is, what are you going to do about it? So sweet. He was such a sweetheart. And of course, <laughs> she is pissed and he makes it up by sending her a little motorcycle jacket what what, was that enough of an apology for dismissing having a whole ass baby when you love somebody i guess she was she was digmatized it was what it was because that's what i was gonna i was gonna ask you ashley have you ever had a girlfriend that had a really really bad boyfriend and took him back for doing the absolute minimum there's only been one girlfriend. I'm not going to put her name out here on the pod that oh, I no, despised. No, do that. I despised one of her boyfriends, but I am that friend that you know I despise your boyfriend. <laughs> like I didn't I never miss words. I did not think he was a good guy. I did not think he treated her well and that no that relationship no longer exists. Um but 
I think, again, it's just so different when you are in those situations, right? It's easy to be an outsider and to say, oh, this isn't for you. This isn't whatever. But once the once the P starts going into the V and feelings start to develop, you know, all bets are off, baby. All bets are off. I mean, we cannot forget, speaking of something that I learned about, the coital alignment technique. Yep. I didn't know it had a name. I was like, okay, yep. let me Google this. That's, that's in my notes. <laughs> when you're making a connection that deep, it's hard to shake them off, huh? Yeah. In terms of their flashbacks, Billy, unfortunately, loses the baby. And it's devastating, Okay. And one of the ways that they decided to help them move forward was to attend her cousin's wedding in Georgia. And actually at that wedding, he makes out with the bartender. (laughs) So her being a psych major, right? She dressed him up and down as like, oh, you're acting out and I can't believe you did this. It's like she wanted a wounded bird. She signed up for it, I feel like. You know what I mean? I feel like women, after a while, know what type of guy they get, right? She had a lot. She extended a lot of grace to someone who, at every turn, um, treated her like shit, honestly. I mean, every Period. time he was going through Period. something, he he not only broke up or broke it off with her, he did it in such harsh rude uh betrayed dirty yeah absolutely that one time he yelled at her and said you're not my girlfriend you're nothing to me you know again but this is this is the dude you fantasizing about okay gotcha again she did mention that she's the type to only remember the good and then when she remembers the bad it's you know hard to shake off or whatever i don't know so moving back to the present cooper didn't go home he got in that cab with his boss and Billy is losing it. <laughs> She's like, oh my God. She also goes to see her old psych friend and they have this 8515 conversation. Essentially, it's like, can you be satisfied with having the perfect 85%, but then, you know, giving up essentially the 15%? What did you think about that conversation, Ashley? And do you agree with the philosophy? Um, I, I focus, I think, at this point more so on the fact that I was happy that Billy was finally seeing a therapist. But then when you do, it's one who doesn't believe in monogamy. Like, Ooh, I think it was point. definitely yeah. a situation of you're supposedly going to seek some type of answers or help, but you chose this person for a reason. So this whole 85-15 thing, you're trying to justify why that 85% really isn't enough. And the conversation ends with the therapist saying the same thing. So I understood the perspective that maybe even though you your life from the outside looks so good, there's still 15% of you that is unhappy, but is 100% possible? Is it? You know, is that conversation of having it all or having it all, but just not all at the same time? Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, in Billy's case, Sex with Cooper sucked. <laughs> it sucked, especially from what she once had, right? Can I just say that I heard a statistic recently that 50% of married couples feel that their spouse is the worst sex that they've ever had. Holy moly. I know. And I said, well, I guess that's why there's a 50% divorce rate because that sounds terrible. 
Oh my gosh! Well, the the actor who played Cooper, I saw a a couple of the interviews with all the actors leading up to you know the premiere of the show, and he's been married to his wife for about seventeen years, and he's like. One of the things I'm going to tell you is never stop dating your wife. Yeah. And again, he's he and his wife have been married many years and they have small children. And he's like, yeah, never forget to date your wife. And so I, I thought, I thought that was a good and informative interview for him to say that. I think it's always comes down to choices and hopefully you chose the right partner for you. And I think that's Billy's dilemma throughout this entire show. Ashley... When you think about this whole 85, 15 percentage thing, and, you know, it's a little bit different the first time I heard it, because the first time I heard it was from Tyler Perry's, uh, why did I get get married? married. The 80-20 rule. Yeah. But um, is Cooper a really long rebound, Ashley? That's how she was making him feel. I mean, how long did she really grieve that last breakup from Brad? Again, my thing with the Brad after seeing everything that went down is like, if this is your person, then just get a divorce. Like, I don't understand why we're Mm. going through all of this at this point. Like, it just felt very, very self-sabotage. It felt very Mm. uh, narcissistic. Like, you have a lot of other factors to consider. If you, at this point in your life, after two kids and all these years of marriage, still question whether or not your husband is the one, baby, get a divorce. She's so hormonal, Ashley, at this point. Like, when I tell you, and this is my experience, so I'm not going to put that on every woman who's had a child. I didn't feel like myself until well after a year my child was here. You know what I mean? So I feel like she's making a lot of spontaneous decisions and actions that have lifelong consequences yeah and it's not being addressed that's what bothers me it's not being addressed go see a therapist go to some type of religious institution and get some help i don't understand why you're going down this path oh ashley she thought after having this conversation it would be a great idea to have a face-to-face with brad again And as I mentioned, with him being the vampire that he is, he keeps dangling this this carrot in front of her face. Or or is it his dick? I don't don't know. (laughs) Both. Well, (laughs) about I have something to share with you because apparently there's a new and improved Brad in these streets, okay? And they have this face-to-face and he's changed because he did the one thing that Part of the flashbacks talks about that she was encouraging him to do. He met his dad and he goes into this long sob story about seeing his father in a nick of time because he was sick and dying. And ultimately his father made a lot of assumptions about, you know, Brad not wanting to see him because he had been absent for so many years. And he discussed about being a drug addict and, and all these things. And of course, at the end of this conversation, they make their way outside and all he wants to do is ask her to come up to his flat. Mm-mm. 
And then he had the nerve to tell her not to check her phone. Mind mm-hmm. you, this is a woman with two small kids. If you love me, you would, you, this is disrespectful. Like, what do you mean? This Don't check my phone. show is disrespectful. Like, y'all about the full-on kiss. She got all these missed texts and calls from her husband. Her children are wondering where she is. Like, and acted shocked. And is like, she really that flighty, though? Because, like, I... <laughs> You cannot tell me she was so mesmerized by Br- Brad that she just didn't check her phone. She suddenly forgot. She suddenly forgot about her life. Uh, Brad's definition of hurt people hurt people. I was not here for any of this. I just don't understand why you even felt the need to give him this moment of airtime because this was the reason why he hurt you so bad in y'all final mm-hmm. breakup was over this yes. issue of talking to his father. So yep. he 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 did not deserve that moment with you. He didn't. That's an excellent point. She makes it home. Cooper's not there. Mind you, this is the same day Cooper lands this the biggest account in his career. And she, you know, dramatics ensued. Okay. She throws her computer because she saw it open. Cause Cooper at this point is freaking addicted to reading her shit. I'm just <laughs> like, sir, are you what the, what's that say? A glutton of punishment? Like, yeah. Stop stop please obviously he comes back they decide to work things out and the solution they have actually is to go to a sex party episode seven (laughs) would you go to a sex party (laughs) don't answer don't answer don't answer i'm just giving you a lot of grief right now we never know what could happen in the future i will say that Actually, this sex party started with great intentions from both Cooper and Billy because they feel like this is going to add, you know, a spark to their 15%, so to speak. And it also gives them a new experience, not one that Cooper is trying to recreate for her. Excellent point. They are invited by Trina and Devin, Trina being part of the Suburban Mom Club and Devin being a co-worker of Cooper's. But Billy really quick realized that this isn't her cup of tea. Like she likes to do her rocky shit in the privacy of her own home. She don't like to be on display. And this is where I have a problem with Cooper because Trina makes a pass at Cooper and he tells her to proceed. And he did it out of angst. Okay, Ashley. Yeah. He saw it across his face. And as soon as sleazy friend Devin comes around wanting to put his tentacles in the billy, <laughs> all the pent up rage that Cooper has been holding on is unleashed on Devin's face. Yeah, seriously. I was afraid he's going to kill him for a second. Same, same. It just bothered me that Billy was like, this feels dangerous. This, this <laughs> feels dangerous? <laughs> Get out of here. (laughs) Like, get out of here. I could not. And Trina, Trina, I never trusted Trina from scene one. Day one, never did. Never. So I, again, I did not feel bad for Billy 
even in this scene. I know something in my female spirit should, but she's pushed me even as the audience member too far. Like that whole, that scene for me, that scene where she was off with Brad neglecting her family back at home was the final straw for me in terms of her behavior. (laughs) That was the final straw. I didn't give, I gave zero fucks about her for the rest of the series. Just to be honest. <laughs> so, so yeah, Ashley, you you went straight to the part I was going towards. After the fight, they go home and Brad is there. Brad is there with the crusty ass ring that he had from eight years ago, asking her <laughs> to marry him because he knows her. And when she's whole married. They haven't been apart for eight years. Okay, that's a lot of time. All I could think of is JoJo's just a little too late, you know? Delora, I said, this is what happens when you let the world into your marriage. Chaos and shenanigans ensue. Woo! Preach! Okay! Mm -hmm. Preach! Mm -hmm. So, Ashley, we go into this fantasy montage. She can imagine her living this rock star life with her children, with Cooper and Brad being the stepdad. The most disrespectful scene in this entire show was during that montage. When she imagined Cooper's children in that man's lap, I put in my notes, fuck you, Billy. Whoo, you have some strong feelings Girl. about this. Infidelity is a trigger. I, especially when it deals with the the disintegration of a family structure, it's very triggering Mm -hmm. for me. So I think you are a full grown adult and you're making some decisions that are not just impacting your husband, but are impacting your entire family. And I'm Mm -hmm. not here for it. Well, to be honest, even though Devin is hella sleazy, I was of his opinion for most of the show with Cooper going down this downward spiral. You know, one of my favorite lines, he was like, you have a horny housewife. He's like, you need for me to Postmates and Viagra? Like, (laughs) dude, what is the problem? He was like, the reason why you haven't done half the stuff that she did was not because it wasn't available. You just decided not to go down that route. So for for me- For sure. I just- I didn't have to be this bad. This whole this whole situation didn't have to go, go down this hell But imagine hole. you're 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 married. Imagine you you find out information about your sweet, lovely spouse that you thought was one way, and you're literally trying to wrap your mind around the idea that this person and the things that they do and have done is just a shift. And I think because he was such a boy scout, crazy stuff. In his mind, she did because he's a boy scout. I mean, let's be uh, honest. Like Cooper is a boy scout of a human being. In a car, I mean, getting fingered in an elevator. Are we? Is this? I don't get it. It's not that big of a deal. Like I don't. (laughs) Delora, some people, some people have not done a lot of things besides fucking in a bed and potentially missionary position <laughs> like you everybody is not the same some people's experiences are not the same and again i just think he thought his wife was just like him he thought him and his wife were on the same page and it's like oh you you know you've lived this life where you've been so sexually fulfilled and i'm not meeting that criteria 
I'm not saying her sex life is super wild because to be honest, sometimes I thought Billy was acting a little like, like, oh, she's always so shocked at the provocativeness of the things in which she's doing. And I was like, (laughs) are you never into these moments unless coerced? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're always like, oh, we shouldn't do this. Oh, Brad, don't. Girl, stop. That's that's playing into, because this whole film, again, geared towards women obviously in their pleasure i mean again nothing vulgar in terms of uh certain shots in the face and all that you know what i mean and so it read so much like a romance novel you know literally fun fact this is also based off a true story i don't know if you knew that actually. it's based off of a book or inspired a book, by a, a book. Memoir. Yes. yeah 2016 yes. memoir uh, 44 chapters about four men. It's, a, it's written by B.B. Easton. And she did say that she wrote about sexcapades in the past and that she actually left her journal out for her husband to read. <laughs> it wasn't a mistake like it is in the show. And their sex life was, you know, doling out a little bit. And she said it got him to step the F up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The initial theory that Sasha had was like, this is, you know, corrective behavior therapy or whatever she called it is what it was in real life. Well, that's nice. Instead of you trying to have a full affair. She did not come into contact with any of her ex. She's still married to the same husband today. And so appreciate you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Because Billy is trash. (laughs) Period. (laughs) All right, Ashley. So we're going to conclude this recap. So the fallout from the fight from the sex party is pretty monumental. Cooper himself is just sick of his actions. He feels like he has broken his wedding vows, that there's a stain on his name and marriage and the life that they built. (laughs) One of the things that I thought was interesting, and I want to get your input on this, Ashley, is she was easy she was easy to forgive him for what he actually did with Trina versus him being resentful for just the communication she said with Brad. Do you think it's equal? Do you think it's fair? Or what are your thoughts on that? I think what she did was way worse because really I do because to his point, what he did with Trina was completely meaningless. It was terrible to do that in front of your spouse but you were at a swingers sex party but he together resentfulness i get it i get it i'm not saying it was right but i'm saying she's playing with someone that she was in love with who was again possibly the love of her life it's it's apples and oranges we're talking about a blowjob with a chick down the street that you don't give two shits about a family friend who's been in the house and watched your children okay i don't care it's still not the same like it's nowhere near the same because what you're doing is you may you may end up leaving your whole family for this person and for this other life that you could imagine whereas emotional trying to be with no trina do i care about trina nobody i'm sorry okay (laughs) In other bombshell events in this show, Cooper visits Brad at his flat. Did you see this coming? I didn't, but I did write that the idea that he went there and was willing to walk away from his family. Is this love? Because if that's love, that's real love. I don't need it. 
I don't want it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't want it. I don't it, need it. And to that point, Ashley, he pretty much was like, "If I give you Billy, which that's where I had the problem with, it's like, oh, the level of possession. And yes, there is some in marriage, but." Well, he didn't really say it like that, though. He said, said, if I walk away, he didn't really say it like, if I give you Billy. It's like, if I choose to remove myself from this situation, from this marriage, will you take care of my family? Not just her. You also will have my children. And mind you, he's doing this knowing that he has other options on the table because, again, Francesca has made it abundantly clear that she's like, if you want to get it, Shooter, you shoot. can get it right Shooters, now. shoot. Francesca said, I am on the menu. Sis had a copy of her keys available to give to him. She asked him, when are you going to leave her? This is not the Cooper I know. This is not you. Because at this point, Devin showed up to office with a busted face. Busted. Cooper came clean to Francesca and Francesca had this whole conversation. So... He's also coming to Brad knowing that he is he has other options, right? Mm-hmm. So to me that this isn't as sweet as I think he's trying to make it because I just feel like I don't know if he would have been there if he didn't have other options, frankly. Mm, that's a great point. I don't know either. That's why I said if, if this is considered love of this, because to me, it doesn't feel like it. Like nothing in this series felt like real love. How is it this? How is it this? easy to do things like this and I get it again she's going through her thing but it just felt so hurtful to me that people these adults are behaving in this way I guess like if this is how the world is I hate it here you know what I mean it it is absolutely how the world is Ashley you can't make up you know what they say uh the truth is better than fiction or real life is no and I get that there are people who really do these things I'm saying like i.e the in hottest this topic scenario. This time last year was the entanglement between yes. Jada Pickett Smith. I get and Will it. Smith. I get it. I'm not saying that that. So when I say if this is how the world is, I mean like I know that there are still the great couples out there. I know that there are still the great solid marriages out there. I know that real love and genuine companionship really does exist. I'm saying it's part of the thing that gets me sometimes about these shows we watch, these movies we watch, is the idea mm-hmm. that this is giving me a glimpse of what society is like and what we're beginning to accept. And I'll get to that a little bit more at my very Mm -hmm. last final thoughts, but it's just Mm -hmm. like, there's part of me that felt like the decisions that Billy is making, I'm supposed to accept because of what she's going through. And I don't because where's your morality? Where's your integrity? Where is your ethics for what you're supposed to be doing as this person's wife? Those things are all valid, but, but Ashley, I actually was talking to one of my best girlfriends, Aaliyah, about this because I had a birthday last last week. You know, I had I said this. I said, the older I get, the more I realize life isn't black and white. I get and that. And when it comes to marriages and relationships, there there are all types of arrangements. And at this point, I I know what's best for me and my household, but I. I can't, I have no opinions. <laughs> I have no mm. opinions. I get at that. This point. I get that, that, that it is not black and white, that we as adults have very much shades of gray. But I guess in this case, it feels like there's a lot of harm. 
and hurtful things being done to people that mm. you supposedly love. If that but were not the case, it would journal, be different. Again, I don't even think Billy would have done half of this stuff if Cooper hadn't started spiraling. I, I, I disagree. I, I disagree with that a thousand really? percent. I disagree wow. with that a thousand percent. Wow. I think that she was going to go down this path regardless because the seeds were being sown even in her interactions that she was having with Sasha and the fact that she was seeking out opportunities to go to the city and all these other caveats that had nothing to do with Cooper's actions I thousand percent disagree I think she was gonna do this shit regardless now Cooper may have been none the wiser in that case and maybe he wouldn't have been doing his extra shit with Francesca but I definitely definitely think billy was going down this path okay ashley so in the all shucks conversation between cooper and brad (laughs) about no she doesn't love me more she loves you again in conversations i know no black people have have ever had (laughs) because someone's dead someone's (laughs) someone's dead the foolishness uh, cooper leaves brad's apartment to be with his wife okay and they decide to come together he loses his partnership and and he stands up for his wife at against the mommy bullies at the school show and tell and they go on to reconcile their relationship billy goes on to getting back to herself in terms of going back to school and embracing all of herself as an ambitious woman a mother and a wife but ashley she goes to sasha's book release and she talks about the third way and the third way essentially is a way different than all the typical ways that society places expectations on women uh because sasha highlights in her book that women tend to fit men's expectation and this will only lead to real rage and desperation um for the need to release it and this sends a shiver down billy's spine and we conclude this series or this season one with Billy asking, can I have it all? I have 85% of the best life, but darn it, I want that 15% too. (laughs) And she is running, running to Brad's flat. And she said, I am not leaving my husband. This changes nothing, but I burn for you. Or fuck me. (laughs) that too that too yeah but girl can we talk about the chip that cooper had on billy tracking her moves yeah like a dog i think what is unfortunate is because it is a woman doing this and he's a man it seems more possessive than if it were a woman tracking her husband who's been fuck potentially fucking around on her i think the or, perspective or bit. no i just think the perspective is different because of that because at the end of the day are, are we to final thoughts can i get my final thoughts absolutely okay so 
and I had to write this down because you know how I get. Um, I tried to find empathy for Billy throughout this series, Delora, and I couldn't come up with any, possibly because the stage of life I'm in, possibly again because some of the things she did was very triggering for me, whatever. <laughs> the recklessness in regards to love and marriage for me was beyond upsetting. When you have all the good things and it's still not enough, it's you, sis. It's you. I feel like the show tried Ooh. to wrap Billy's bad decisions in the end in a cloak of feminism. And I'm not buying that shit. Being a feminist shouldn't entail hurting your family and people that you love, i.e. adultery. Go to therapy or get a fucking divorce and let Francesca have Cooper because I'm over it. Talk that talk, sis. Over it. Yo. Yo. Well, I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> what I will say is they all got on my first and final nerves, as I mentioned previously. <laughs> and again, excellent point on the cloak of femininity or feminism. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, this was reckless. I just feel like it's always difficult for me to watch a show when I root for no one. <laughs> i.e. power for um, me that was power for me and <laughs> i felt like the thing about this show was yes hella hella sexy but the sh- the storyline was messy enough that i kept watching you know it, w- it was a soap opera for sure you know this was this was a ride and i'm i'm glad that we decided to hop on it we kind of said this offline but We do enjoy quality, quality stories and series, (laughs) but it doesn't hurt to have a messy, messy show here and there. Sure. Got to have a little trash in your appetite every now and again. Um, I will say one last thing is that in the interview that I heard the showrunner do um, about the series, she basically said that the ending was billy's don draper moment because everybody loved don draper even though he was uh multiple had multiple affairs and mad and all this and that mm-hmm. i didn't like don draper either this is not mm-hmm. about gender i don't care if she was a woman or a man that's the reason why i said i didn't mess with power y'all put they power out here and y'all had ghosts. yeah y'all had ghosts show. out here having an affair by episode two so i wasn't here for him either like don't make it seem like i can justify her bad behavior just because she's a woman i don't so if that was one of the intents behind the show sorry showrunner sorry a uh, main actress who also felt like she was living her best life. Y'all, y'all lost me with this one. And I am a female. So that's all I got. <laughs> well, thank you, Ashley. And if there's nothing else, it's time for a hit and gym. Mayor of East Town is one of mine today. That was on HBO. Had her rave reviews about this show. And it was truly, <laughs> truly excellent. Kate Winslet stars as a detective in the show. So many twists and turns. A lot to dissect and digest. But she killed the game as usual, Delora. My second is Run the World on Stars. I don't know if we're going to end up recapping any of these. But Run the World, we've talked about for sure. As well as Mayor of East Town. Run the World is, is uh, I hadn't finished yet. But I enjoyed it. I'm up to, I believe, episode 6. 
seven, I was catching it while I was in Raleigh. Basic premise, a group of four girlfriends living and loving in Harlem. I love the vibe. I love the black female cast energy. I love that Erica Alexander, aka Max for Lemon Single, is there to kind of tie in that. Don't talk about it. I don't know anything about no, that's, it. I mean, that's all I have to say about it. Oh, is that she's okay. a part of the cast. And oh, it yes. gives me that nostalgia of, you know, 90s black sitcoms to see her face on any regular basis. So enjoy the show for sure. I still have a few more episodes to get through. The White Lotus is my last hidden gem, which is on HBO as well. I've only seen the pilot. Pilots are the only thing that's been, re- been released, but I am intrigued. Stars Connie Britton, Natasha Rothwell from Insecure, Jennifer Coolidge, who 90s kids know as Stifler's mom. And it's about the staff and guests at a Hawaiian resort. It's this dark, satirical comedy, which is one of my favorite genres of uh, shows. So we'll see how it goes. But right now it is hidden gem because I think it has promise. And those are my three for this week. Thank you, Ashley. So my hidden gem this week are novels. Since this series is essentially a romance novel in the flesh, I chose to highlight a Black woman author, romance writer. Her name is Jasmine Gillary. Uh, She has written one, two, three, four, five, six books, and they've all come out relatively quickly in the last couple of years. Um, I've had the privilege of reading her first three, The Wedding Date, The Proposal, and The Wedding Party. I was not a romance novel reader. I read a lot about self-helps like personal finance for agreements and then I read a good Hunger Games type of novel YA you know what I mean genre. I read a yes. lot of I read a lot of raunchy uh oh. romance <laughs> but she talked about <laughs> finding a gap in the romance novel industry especially for black protagonist really enjoyed like I said I read the first three books I cannot wait for them to be made into movies because all the all the books are in the same universe like the MCU and it's going to be adorable (laughs) and uh yeah so those are my hidden gems this week Ashley Nice. Okay, guys, we know we've run a little long, but I hope you stuck with us and enjoyed Sex Life. We will be back next week. Well, we haven't decided on our recap yet, but we will keep you posted. So stay tuned to our Instagram at Recapping Podcast for what we do next. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Love you. Uh, Take care of yourself. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye. Bye.